This is Charles Joyner, and you're listening to The Carnage House. Boys and girls, welcome back. We are taking a break from politics and getting really down to business. We've got the Australian world champion in a whole lot of areas. He's the World Kickboxing Federation Oceania title holder, World Kickboxing Federation world number two, Commonwealth champion, South Pacific champion, just to name his pro accomplishments. Charles Joyner in the Carnage House, thanks for coming in. Back again, where it all started for the podcast journey. It so, did, and we've also got Alex and Andy as the uh, trusty helpers, <laughs> the trusty co-hosts <laughs> alongside. Their face hasn't been on Carnage House that much, but we made them get back in the get back in the booth today. How are you guys feeling? I'm feeling really good. It's nice. Uh, it's nice to have someone else in the room for once. Who, uh, like, for me, when I walk around, I know there's not a single person in any room I walk into that can touch me. So it's <laughs> nice to have someone who knows that feeling today <laughs> on the Carnage House. In terms of fighting. In terms of fighting, in terms of clout, in term, terms of girls, probably. All right, all right. I agree. I think girls wouldn't want to touch you. But anyways, thanks for having me, Duke. I really appreciate coming on. Anyway, th- thanks, Andy. I'm sure we'll get back to your uh, dating life at some point soon. But first, we're going to talk to Charles. We've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Charles has uh, been active over the past couple of months in fighting and winning some belts. We're going to talk about that. We've got uh, some fun developments to run over with Charles uh, in just the combat sports world in general, which is which has really been taken over by some YouTubers, and you know I'm thinking of putting my hand up at some point soon. Um, and then we got our favourite segments that everybody loves. We got our Alpha Male of the Week, uh, which is Penthouse Magazine giveaway. We've got our fan questions. And we've got our beta mails of the week, which is content too hot for YouTube. We only put it on Patreon. And thank you to our Patreon supporters who have supported us along this far. Yes, sir. Um, so, Charles, you've, you you come in. You got you got some uh, you got a bit of bandage action on your leg. You fought about a week ago against uh, I don't know how to. I'm going to get this wrong. I'm going to guess Samad Jahanara. Yeah, I think Samad. I, I know for sure last name. Yeah, Jahanara will go with that. And and we haven't we haven't actually I feel a bit bad about this. We haven't actually been able to get to your last couple of fights, but you you, you also had a win uh, in March against is it Milos Rastovic? Yeah, yeah, Milos Rastovic. Yeah. Another another tough tough unit. Um, Anyone from those Baltic countries you just don't mess around with. I think mm. in general, those Serbian Croat mm. type operators. Yeah, dude. Any Slav. Um, you know, we're not fighting, you know. I just feel like i got something to lose when, <laughs> when Two you know. rules. You don't fight slabs and you don't fight guys with cauliflower ears. <laughs> Safety right. tips. And uh, how you, how you fe- how's your body feeling at the moment? Is your, uh, your body feeling good? Because I know you have also booked another fight in, in, in probably, what's it, two, three weeks? Yeah, three weeks today. So, yeah, Saturday. So, yeah, Saturday, three weeks. But, uh, yeah, no, body's feeling good. Like, I... I think it's just a conditioning thing now. Like after my first few fights, my shins and my feet would just be just messed up. But now it just like obviously straight afterwards I feel a bit sore. Then a few days of rest. Um, now I feel good. I think my defense has sort of improved and got better, so I'm not taking that too much damage with my shots. But yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. I mean, you when when we got to your first few fights, you uh, you 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 had a pretty easy time against some of the opponents getting some finishes your last two have been decision wins is that correct yeah yeah how is uh how's that been in terms of um you know you f- it obviously means that some sense that you're fighting higher caliber uh guys yeah um how, how are you feeling in terms of your progression as a fighter against the the, the high level opponents yeah yeah so i think 
you know, one of the main things I've been trying to do is, is well, I've been, I've been saying I've been trying to clear out Australia. So just, just clear out all of Australia and then go overseas, which has sort of worked out perfectly with, with COVID stuff. But I think, like, say, Milos, for example, that opponent in uh, March, he was, like, he was really experienced. And I'd just come off a knockout win the fight before in November, and I just sort of expected, like, I was high on that confidence and sort of expected that I'd hit him with shots and he'd go down. But he sort of, he like old manned me, like sort of experienced <laughs> me and just, like first three rounds I was piecing him up, but I think I sort of, I just, just went a little bit too hard and he just maintained a pace in the fourth and fifth and then probably, definitely won the fifth and probably won the fourth. So I won that one three rounds to two. But in saying that, we like the quick finishes, but it's also like those those five rounds were just valuable experience that you're not going to get from like if I'm knocking everyone out in the first round then what do you actually learn and, and you start sort of getting high on that confidence same with this guy Salmad I wanted to fight him because I was finding it really hard to find a fight but then I knew that he, he's beaten a few people that I know and a few good people down here so I knew that he'd be he'd sort of put his hand up straight away and yeah, he was he was tough like I expected him to be. Obviously, still wanted to get the finish, but um, yeah, three more rounds of experience in the book. So yeah, it's good. You're obviously um, it seems like you're picking up the pace in terms of action. Like, mm. are you making conscious decision to try and book as many fights as you can now, or are you yeah. still are you like waiting out, or are you just booking them? Um, it was it was sort of around because of like the COVID situation when everything got locked down, one of the first things to go was like fight shows and, you know, cause they're all, they're all pretty sort of government regulated that they weren't gonna be putting them on. So during that, those few months when we weren't sure when fight shows were gonna come on, I just made a conscious decision that when they do come back on, I'm just gonna just get as many as I can, get as much experience as possible. And, and yeah. When you're, when you're going into the fifth round of a fight like that and you can feel yourself kind of losing energy in the tank, mm. what's the mindset when you go in? Is it, we're still going to go try to piece this guy up or are we going more defensive? Like, we have three rounds in the bank. What's the mindset yeah, like going yeah. into a fifth round like that? No, it was interesting with that one because I think I spoke about it um, afterwards because I like to be open with like how my mind's sort of working so then I can grow and develop from it. But... Um, because I hadn't been pushed to that point before, it felt like my mind was starting, like the cracks were starting to, to show. Because to like I just like, it's like your mind's trying to make you survive. So your mind knows that, you know, oh, I could just, if I quit now, this guy's not gonna be trying to hurt me anymore. So it's trying to make you, it's trying to put those little thoughts in your head saying, oh, just, you know, just go down here. And because it hasn't been pushed to that point. So yeah, the mindset, I felt like the fifth round for me was more of a mental battle of me in my head going like, no, nah, come on, we're pushing through, like not listening to what those thoughts that were coming up. And then, yeah, just overcoming that. And then feeling like after that, that experience, you're like, you know, smoothing over those cracks. And now when I get pushed to that point again, I know that I can get through it. Mm. So Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so you got, you, you try and clear out Australia, you got your next opponent in July, Matt Stapleford. Uh, he... My guess is he would be pretty good if he's yeah, uh, yeah. the next fight. Um, yeah. wh what's he like, and uh, what what are you what are you working on to b before you fight Matt? Old Matty no knees. Um, yeah, I saw you in your interview. I watched on Instagram. Did yeah. he say you're not allowed to do knees in the fight? 
Yeah, so basically with this guy, like on that last show, the promoter wanted me to fight this guy, Matt Stable. So he's, he's, I don't know if you, you guys came to the pro debut, right, in Bonnie Rig. I think just, like, it was yeah. like March last year. Yeah, um, yes. There was a world title on that show. It was like, I don't know if you remember, it was like a few fights before mine. Right, yeah, kind of the like, guy looks familiar. Yeah, yeah, so he was on that, and he won his, he won his world, like his world title on that, on that show. And in quotation marks. Quotation What's marks. the quotation marks for? Oh, it's just fake we'll, we'll, we'll Mickey get Mouse to, belt. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know, yeah. It's not Mickey like Mouse. WWE belt. Yeah, Mickey Mouse. Like no knees. Stapleton. What I've called him yeah. for. <laughs> Andy's gonna get lined up after this interview. <laughs> I'm looking forward to. But um, yeah. So they wanted me to fight him on this last show, and he was saying that he needed a warm up fight. Like keep in mind, this guy's been around for years. He's supposedly a world champion, but he didn't end up getting a war- he didn't end up getting a warm up fight on the Saturday. So I ended up fighting, and now we're fighting in three weeks' time. So instead of him getting the warm up fight, I've just had another fight before that. Mm. So it's like it's just a, it's just a funny situation where he was just trying to duck me a bit, but then he sort of got strong armed into fighting me in three weeks' time. Didn't want to put his world title on the line. And he's actually a, he's actually a training partner of Milos, and I, th- I hurt Milos a few times with my knees. So so Matt said he'd only take the fight mm. if we fought with no knees. So is that standard at all, or is that like how unusual is that? It shows the mentality, doesn't it? Because it's like in my head, I'm in terms of like the like actual number of fights where kickboxing where there's no knees, what percentage do you reckon would be? There's there's different disciplines of it. So there's different disciplines of striking. Like there is a, you know, there's kickboxing variations where you can't throw leg kicks, like it's all above the waist. Or there's variations where you can't throw knees. It's just hands and hand kicks. So, I mean, in Australia, it's not that popular. It's it's more K1 or Muay Thai, and then obviously MMA, boxing. To be fair, his world title is in the variation of kickboxing with no knees. But then my point was, well, if, if we're going to do that... Put the title on the line. Put the title on the line, but he didn't want to do that either. And we're fighting the, the exact weight that his title is. So for me, it just showed the mentality of it because it's if I'm, if I'm fighting someone that's got, you know, say a big right hand, I'm not thinking, oh, yeah, mate, I'm only going to fight you if you put your right hand behind your back and tie it up and don't use it. I'm, I'm thinking of how am I going to... Mm. you know, shut that right hand down and then take your best weapon away and beat you with why you've got that best weapon. Does he, uh, but is there not someone from the the body saying, like, you're fighting, you got to put the title on the line, like, defend or vacate? Nah, it's all... Or is it just because it's not a, a real belt? Like, do we need to go, do we need to go and do our own political hackery inside, <laughs> the, inside the kickboxing federations? Yeah, I think, I think you could because it was... It's still at this, like, low-level stuff. And that's why I say, like, world champion because it's not like... You know, it'd be like, say, someone in MMA fighting for a world title here and then say, claim they're the world champion. But you know true and well that the UFC is the world champion. So you're not, mm. like, it's not, you're not really a world champion. You've just fought for a world title in this specific organisation. And, of course, there's politics involved. So, But my thought on it was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Take away, you know, that weapon, which I, I use effectively in a fight. And it, all it's going to force me to do is level up and make everything else stronger. And then when I beat you without using that weapon, what are you going to say now? So, mm. Yeah, well, your knees are, have, have 
featured pretty strongly in some of your previous fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they, they are some quite sharp weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, in terms of clearing out Australia, is Matt kind of the last guy on your Australian list before you'd look to go more international fights? No, there's like a, obviously with this situation at the moment, like international travel is hard. There's obviously New Zealand as well, but I mean, there's there's a few other names of people. You know, they were offered the fight and they didn't want it. They wanted a warm-up fight. So I'm just going to keep calling them out and just getting more experience here. So then when I go mm. on the international mm. stage, I just... Just getting called out. Yeah, 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 let's do yeah. some call-outs. Let's call do out. some call-outs of uh, any names that you'd like to... Uh, uh, we'll leave them for, after my fight. Like, I've got it. Lock in I'll do it mic. after the fight on the mic afterwards. Is, uh, all right. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it then. At the moment, I'll focus on Matt Stableford. Matt Stableford's getting called okay. out. Okay. Yeah. And before we go into our favourite alpha male segment of the week, um, first of all, just a quick comment. I like. I like. You, I feel like you've gone a bit more, a uh, bit more of a fighter haircut recently. Oh, the mother. I like. I like what you <laughs> what you're doing on the back there. Is that uh, is that a bit of intimidation tactics, or, or how did that happen? No, it was a, I wouldn't say intimidation tactics. I just say. I just wanted to mix it up. Like, I was watching my fights and I was like, oh, I just always look the same in all of them, so... How, does, how do the parents feel about it? Because your mum's one of the nicest ladies I've yeah. ever met in my life. Well, how does she feel about I th- it? I mean, she's accepted the fighting now, so it's just kind of like... <laughs> just just accepts all that comes with it now. What about tats? She they still go like, please don't get tats, but then I'm just... What if you say, I'm a fighter, i got to do it. I don't have a choice. <laughs> Come see me in the ring, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll sort it out there. No, I think they'd, they'd accept it now. They'd mm. accept everything. My favourite part about the haircut, still a little bit of business at the front. Mm. Still a little bit. A little bit of business at the front. A whole lot of party, but a little bit of business. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, that's important as well, right? You've got to be Andy, what would you say your haircuts? How much party and how much business goes on in the quaff? I would say say that they uh, they coexist 100%, 100%, I would say, in the quaff. And then how much business, how much party at uh, Epping Pub? Well, uh, it's been uh, it's been deprived of my presence recently because they know uh, I'll go Charles Joyner mode on anyone in there who talks some smack. <laughs> Throwing mm-hmm. knees straight up the middle. Of the Do you reckon Andy's match. got a frame for kickboxing? Oh, yeah, 100%. Do you reckon he has the mental... You've coached him a little bit in basketball, haven't you? Or high, high, jump, jump. high jump. Do you reckon he has the mental toughness <laughs> to do anything for an extended period of time? Well, when you knew me at school, did you think I had the mental toughness to do it? Mm. Yeah, my, me and Charles, we went and took out the, the biggest athletics carnival in the Southern Hemisphere together. So you yeah, don't be really. talking smack about me and my triple crown winnings. We've gone to war together. Yeah. <laughs> Little athletics in our Barton Park. <laughs> um, and uh, one more thing. Let's just quickly touch on, well, I guess the reason actually you came over today was to pick up some podcast equipment. And the, the podcast that we're doing now is just... Uh, something convenient, but what's your um, what's your hopes for? You, you're going to record a few things this this weekend or in the coming days. What can people look out for? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to start doing a doing a podcast. So with uh, my good friend Marty Strong, another old Kings boy, another high jumper as well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, we've just been talking about doing a podcast for a while, and I mean. If people if people had listened to me speak before I you know I like talking about mindset stuff and all all stuff like that and linking it to fighting and just life in general so the main focus will be on that sort of stuff and not from the viewpoint of you know saying that I've got it all figured out but just that the podcast will be like a learning sort of experience for, mm. for us as well come along for the ride yeah exactly see the whole journey unfold very good I like you know, that a lot doing it topless because I know um, Marty likes to get his 
Yeah, no, nah, because <laughs> Marty's got a better rig than me, so I think we'll keep the clothes on. But it's not we're not filming the first few, oh, so Mar just Mar audio. Marty helping you dodge uh, any of the uh, juice regulations in the kickboxing. <laughs> 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 No, 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 love your work, Marty. Um, now, <laughs> Alpha Male of the Week, this is one of my favourite segments. Quick shout out to our uh, one of our sponsors, Penthouse Magazine. This is the autumn issue. That's why you got some uh, red and orange colours on the front with uh, two girls kissing. It's Penthouse Autumn Edition. That's, that's, that's how it goes. Quick scroll through, you can see what you get. You get some uh, nice photo sets. You get some great articles, high quality killer journalism which you actually won't find anywhere else and we give it to the person who has commented and submitted their alpha male of the week on our most previous youtube video so if you want to win alpha male of the week and get sent a free penthouse copy what you need to do is submit who's your favorite alpha male of the week in the comment section below of this interview and on our next one you will uh hear who won from the previous week. I know we have a high IQ audience, so I hope you can decipher that. The one who, the guy who won last week, uh, his name, or his YouTube name at least, is Fred Stockman. His alpha male of the week is definitely Mel Gibson for being an absolute chad and not visiting Epstein's Island. I'm very happy to award this alpha male of the week award. I don't know how much you went into that Epstein rabbit hole. You heard of the name Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, 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 yeah. The island, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I. I Sort of, I saw a few things and then, yeah, looked into it a bit. But yeah. well, that's a rabbit hole that our, our viewers can go down if they so choose. Yeah. Um, so, Fred, send us an email at carnagehouseproductions at gmail .com with your address on it, and we'll send one off to you. The only other thing relevant to that is that the alpha male doesn't have to be a male because gender don't mean nothing no more. Can be a woman, can be an institution, can be a body, can be uh, an object, whatever you like. Um, as long as it's been an alpha, stood up to the mainstream, did their own thing, took responsibility for their life, generally did some wholesome shit in the last week. Can I just uh, jump in there just quickly, just an interesting side comment. I know we, we typically try and keep politics out of these type of interviews, but just on Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson actually, because he got in trouble big time, he got blackballed by Hollywood essentially a fair while ago for making anti-Semitic comments. Then basically they were so bad that there are parts of the Middle East the more anti-Semitic anti parts of the Middle East where the women have shrines with Mel Gibson on it really? because he made, in public, very anti-Semitic <laughs> comments and they actually have full, like, shrines, shrines with Mel Gibson on well, it. Sorry, was telling me. looked up what the, comments, what the comments he made were in case he made some bad ones that I've just endorsed. But yeah. that's, uh, that's all right. We take some risks on this show. But we can separate, like, you know, mm. you separate certain actions from mm. who someone is so that's mm. it we can be it out anyway be a yeah. chad one day and a beta the next yeah 100 yeah you can get an alpha male and a beta male award you know there's no you know no yeah, no reason why favorites. you can't we don't play you can't do both mm. um now next thing i want to talk about we've had some fun developments over the past few months in the uh, world of combat sports we've seen uh, youtubers come and make hella money uh putting on some fights and you know what the, the headline has obviously been Logan Paul and, and Jake Paul and their fights against uh, Floyd Mayweather, Ben Asker and a few others, even Paul Gallen um, recently fought against Justice Oni. I don't know if that's how you say Hoonie. his name. Hooney. Um, so, first of all, I like the fact these guys are getting their money, but you know what? They're also putting on some pretty some pretty good fights. They actually have some skills. So what have you, what have you thought about the, uh, the Paul brothers in particular? Yeah, I think I, I agree. I think it's it just makes me laugh when people 
get so fired up by it and then start posting about it and then it's just, not real fighting or not real boxes or something. Yeah, but it's also like they don't realise that they're they're doing exactly what these guys want them to do, which is talk about them. And it's it's getting more eyes on it, and it's making them more money just from that and they're just falling straight into it. And then even like, you know, the MMA fighters getting all fired up like Tyron Woodley and you know, they're I don't know, they just I feel like they're just they're just starting to get played and these guys are doing a good job of just just making money. Yeah, and they're also, I mean, I'd give a little shout out as well to, to Paul Gallen because although Paul Gallen's definitely in it for the for the cash, he's also mm-hmm. done a good job in um, bringing up the publicity of some Australian fighters. 100%. So Tim Zhu, who fought on that uh, Paul Gallen card against, who who did Paul Gallen fight that time? Which one? Uh, Mark Hunt. Yeah, was it, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was Mark Hunt. And yeah. uh, then Tim Zhu's got a big reputation now. Mm. Partly because of that, yeah. Um, and I think also, um, I might, I might be getting this wrong. I'm just, I'm just thinking about what I might have seen on the internet. Um, was Cambosis? Mm. He, I think he might have been supposed to fight on a card that just got can His fight got cancelled, but I think it, it, it might have been with, uh, with at Gallon's fight with Justice Honey. That no, it was. Um you're close, but it was, it was actually linked to the, it was linked to the, so the Logan Paul and Jake Paul are fighting under this, I don't know what they are, but it's, it's called Triller, like a, I yeah. think they're just like entertainment, but they're getting into boxing now, but then Triller bought the rights for um, the Cambosis fight against Tiafimo Lopez, mm. who just beat um, Lomachenko to win the titles, so that was going to be a huge fight, and that was supposed to be happening today or tomorrow, our time. But I think Lopez got uh, got COVID. Mm. So. Yeah, I haven't seen much of uh, Cambosis, but it seems like he's super legit. I mean, I think when mm. we were even in our garage a couple of years ago talking about it, you mentioned uh, yeah, Cambosis yeah. in terms of up, up and coming Australian fighters. Yeah, he's been working like he just he's he's taken like the hard road there. So say someone like Tim Zhu, like like no knock on him, but his dad was costa zoo who was like a like a legendary australian russian boxer so he kind of had as soon as he made his pro debut he kind of had a big platform and then they promoted him whereas cambos has literally started off by fighting you know in the small little pubs and literally has worked his way up to this yeah probably it would have been the biggest fight in the biggest fight that an australian's ever been involved in and then if he won he'd probably be the most successful australian fighter of all time yeah yeah. I mean, Jeff Horn had a pretty good go after he beat Manny Pacquiao. That was quite cool. Yeah. But yeah. but if you're going up against the guy who just beat Lomachenko, mm. yeah. I mean, I no was joke. I've been so grandma no a big Lomachenko dick rider for a couple of years. Not that I really followed him, but I just love watching his highlights, and I'll make sure whenever he fought, I'd go back and watch the highlights. He's like he's super good. Mm. Um, now, you so so you're broadly supportive of these YouTubers YouTubers coming in. You like it. Yeah, because it well, it's not it's, it's more that I, I I can respect what they're doing because they're it's like with fighting to promote it you've got to bring eyes to it. So whether people like you or they hate you at the moment, a lot of these people like a lot of people are disliking the Paul brothers, but people are paying to watch them fight. So and they know what they're doing. They're not doing it to try and be liked or to try and. They're doing it to to make money and do cool stuff. So it's it's um, for me, yeah. Is they're they they're doing what they're setting out to do. So you can respect that. Um, whether they're good fighters is a, is another question. Like they're obviously they're obviously decent. Like they've got skills. But um, yeah, you yeah. think you could uh, 
in in a boxing match, do you think you could beat up Jake Paul or Logan Paul? Yeah, I'm pretty confident. Yeah, can we can make that. This is a Carnage House Productions uh, event. We can be like a bunch of and one other one, one other one that I just saw today while I was doing the research is uh, Nick Kyrgios tweeted out he would be quite interested in having a uh, boxing fight against another tennis star, and uh, then this guy tennis tennis. This is another. His first name is Tennis T N N Y S. Sandgren said, "I'm down for a dance." Anyone know who that is? Dennis, Apparently, he's famous. Dennis Sandgren. Oh, Dennis Sandgren. I thought it was yeah. tennis. tennis. <laughs> 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 Do you know who that is? I didn't know who that is. Tennis. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's, he's famous enough for me to know him, and I don't follow tennis that well. I would so. like to watch Nick Kyrgios box someone because he looks like he has some thug tendencies. Our yeah. friend Nick. Yeah. Some Greek thug. See, tendencies. he's got like uh, watch the concrete with this guy. Yeah, his his haircut is very similar to Joiner's, just with a bit more party on the front. Yeah, oh, he's he's always mixing it up though, isn't he? Like mm. he's always got that like that flashy sort of. Mm. I think yeah. he'd do well because he's got that. He's got that. Um, I think he's got the mentality. Yeah, 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 for sure. No, he's and also like incredibly coordinated. Yeah, like, and, and long as well. Long, but just coordinated. Like his hand eye. And like, he's a showman. He yeah, put on a good show. He's a showman. Yeah. Like you got to be that good at tennis. Like your hand eye coordination is like top zero point zero zero one percent of the world, yeah. straight off the bat. Yeah. He's mm. also he is extremely athletic as well. Apparently, mm. he's actually a very good basketball player. Mm. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, he said he he would much prefer to be playing in the NBA than playing tennis. He actually doesn't like tennis. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like tennis. Yeah. Still just like lifestyle. Yeah. 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 He doesn't even have a coach. He's going and beating. I don't know if he has a coach now, but there was a period for like a few years where he didn't have a coach. Like, why do I need a coach? And they're like, <laughs> they're like. And then the, the media, I love this bit. Um, the media was like, so why don't you have a coach? Like, it sounds, it looks like you don't take tennis, like, very seriously. Like, you're hitting through the leg shots when you shouldn't be. Like, you're fucking around. You're missing tournaments, whatever. You're out partying all the time. You and your mates are banging other, other people's girlfriends on the tour. And he's like, yeah, I don't take it seriously. It's just tennis, man. <laughs> and all the people whose whole entire lives are built around tennis is, like, very disappointed. Um, okay, a couple more, a couple more, just to get a quick reaction. Um, Oscar De La Hoya got uh, an exhibition fight booked against Vitor Belfort, which I found out today. I don't like uh, Oscar De La Hoya that much, to be honest, just from some of the stuff he's done in public recently. Like, I thought uh, maybe it's not his control, but I don't. I didn't like the Chuck Liddell fight against Tito Ortiz because Chuck yeah. was just obviously yeah, smacked up promotions. from TRT. Mm. And then um, what De La Hoya was uh, saying that he was he could beat up like Canelo Alvarez or something because they've had a beef because. Oscar used to be Canelo's uh, promoter, and they had a big falling out, and then they had a Twitter spat. Any, any, any thoughts on Oscar in an exhibition fight against Vitor Belfort? Um, I mean, it's just another a bit of a money grab, isn't it? That one again, and but I think is, I think yeah, Oscar Della. He seems like he's just sort of losing the plot a bit. I think he's been getting on the. He might need some money. He's yeah. been on the uh, Maradona sideline. Yeah, I hope Vitor juices up. I think he already has. Fight. He looks pretty. He looks pretty. I hope he gets on all sides of town. Would you? Would, would you be in favour of, for example, for those boomers who do want to have a bit of a scrap like those guys? Mm. Would you be in favour of, for example, a no, um, no prohibited judgment. substance league equivalent, where they say yeah. you can get on, you, everyone signs a waiver, he mm. can be on gear, you can be on gear, yeah. do what you like. The gear Olympics one, might yeah, say. the gear Olympics. Mm. I mean, they're out of their prime. Mm. If they die, they die. Well, they probably yeah, they probably need the 
the testosterone. They'll probably take Viagra like, anyway. Like, yeah. It's already on the performance the enhancers. The picograms. <laughs> <laughs> Those picograms. Um, no, I, I don't know, but then it's... Uh, I don't know if it's... Then, you know, people might start watching that and then go, oh, well, maybe we should just do this for all combat sport, you know, and then it goes back to... Juice League. Do you reckon yeah. there is, like... In the UFC currently, do you reckon there's a juice problem, or do you reckon there is? Oh, there definitely be people on it and working the system. Who do you reckon's on it? Oh. Marty Fake Newsman, the CEO of it. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, um, Some people do have crazy genetics. Yeah, like Romero. But the this, figurator, this but even still, do you reckon do you, like? Hold on, but in any of the gyms you've been at, or or that you visited, or you trained at, has there have you ever been in a situation where you feel like there are guys? Oh, you hear stories. There's definitely oh, there's definitely people. You know, like we don't we don't get tested. Yeah. You know, at our at our at our level of fighting, so there are definitely people on it. But you can see it from a mile away. But my my mentality with that as well as this, like like I I I hate people that juice like that. And then my mentality is that. Well, if you feel like you got to do that to win, then you're mentally weak. And then, what's oh yeah, you might get strong, you know, you might get strong from an explosive. But if you can't land the shot, then what's going to happen? Then your mind's going to start breaking, and then you're just going to get pieced apart anyway. So, yeah, there's definitely a problem. There's you know, there's pe- there's definitely people that do it. But that's yeah. one of the things I love about Tyson Fury. He's one of the other names I want to bring up because he's got his third fight booked with Deontay Wilder. But one of the things I love about Tyson Fury is he goes into the press conference with only wearing pants mm. and he's got the king the king dad bod of all time king dad bods <laughs> and he's piecing up people who are like I think you know you look at guys like Deontay Wilder I mean Andy uh, Andrew Ruiz is also fat but Anthony Joshua is like probably mm. the most shredded person of all time mm. um, no doubt, but you no just look at a guy like Tyson who just has all the skills um, who who can beat these beefed up guys? Yeah, well that's it. In the end, skills are gonna reign supreme because it's like with Tyson Fury. We saw with Deontay Wilder in that second fight, he couldn't land the shot. So mm. it doesn't matter how juiced up you are, if you can't, you know, if you can't land the shot, then it's like yeah. Um, well, Deontay had those heavy legs from the costume. <laughs> we got to remember um, that could go down as the world's <laughs> most ridiculous costume. I, I've never seen uh, anything like. It was like, sick. I it was you were say so worst sick. Of all time. Yeah, worst excuse. No, I think it was, probably it was heavy. It looked, it looked heavy. <laughs> That's like, I think it looked like a hundred kilos. But even if it was the, even if it was the excuse, like even if the excuse is valid and it made him, like just don't use that excuse. Like don't, like it just makes you look ridiculous. Yeah, obviously he looks ridiculous, but he was happy to look ridiculous in the costume in the first place. Yeah, I don't think he was really I concerned. thought, I thought it looked so dope. I'm not, not surprised so Andy enjoyed the costume. Andy loves the show business. Andy's <laughs> I do. A WWE fan. Andy's about I, uh, the theatre. Me too. I love WWE as well. Um, now, quick, uh, we, we got a, a good little Oceania, Australasia, Trans Tasman uh, fight. Looks like it's going to come up between Adesanya and Robert Whittaker. Yep. Now, I know you have uh, a history of training with a few Australian uh, UFC fighters. I don't know if you have much to do with uh, Robbie, but uh, what, what do you think about that fight and, and who'd you pick? Um, or oh, I mean, Whitt- I don't know. I feel like Whitaker's on Whitaker's looked stronger than Adesanya. A bit looks like he's improved from that loss even more. But Adesanya's looked really good as well. I think it, you know you look at the mental side that Adesanya's already knocked him out once. So he'll, he'll that mental sort Adesanya of advantage. Says he knocked him out twice in the first. Fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that was. I mean, he pretty much did, didn't he? Mm. He just got saved by the bell at the end. 
Um, I think I'll help Whitaker prepare for that. Yeah, you would be a fight. good training partner for, yeah. for that. Has he reached out to you? Well, I, I, I met him on Fight Island when I went there, and I was sort of in contact with his team, and I've seen his team recently. So, I mean, I think there aren't really many people that have that similar style to Adesanya. Not that our styles are exactly the same. Just but being I think about seven foot tall and long. Long, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And they can... You can... But you like the movement and stuff like that as well. And um, so, yeah, I think... I think I'll help him out for for that one. Mm. If it they pay good coin for that type of stuff. Nah, like it it depends. It depends who you go for. Sometimes you you know. You're like when you help me out, Bam, because then you did, mm. did you help out? Yeah, Bam? yeah, yeah. Like because he was fighting um, that tall Norwegian guy. Oh, golf. Yeah, no, uh, Struve. Yeah, Struve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Struve. Like <laughs> almost. almost. Andy. Sorry, sorry, go Matt. <laughs> um, do like do they what, what's it like what's the situation like what are they, what are they, do they bring you in do they pay you do they feed you do they house you they gotta pay you if you get if you get like knocked air, out surely they no, I'm not getting knocked out though so so no I mean like you you sort of go like like I'm going as well because I know it, it's valuable experience for me obviously yeah. things like going to Fight Island like I didn't pay a cent for that like you know quarantine all that experience so part of it you're going for the experience the experience of getting quality rounds as well like. Like when I'm sparring him, it's it's quality rounds for me. So I'm I'm looking at it from that point. It's making me a better fighter. Um, mm. Obviously, like he looks after us. Like he's. Um, what's the uh, What's the best thing about Fight Island? Like it, I would guess they have some cool perks or something. Like you can get massages there, or like. Uh, what can, like. You have, mean, to have like a bar. It's not. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty boring to be <laughs> honest. Like it's you're sort of you're locked. Like you're locked in this. Like they have a few cool things you can go and do, but I mean you're. For ten days, you're just locked in this, you know, this hotel. Oh, is that because of quarantine, though? Yeah, yeah. Like normally, oh well, I guess I wouldn't have the fight island. Yeah, that, did, that's. I mean, yeah, if you if you're just in Abu Dhabi, it would be sick. You can go and do whatever. But when you're there, you're just sort of in your room. Then you train. I mean, did you meet the ring girls at all? Yeah, yeah, I met a few because one of them's Aussie, Red Della Cruz. So she was like on well, the shout flight. out. You can get her on the podcast. <laughs> she's on the flight home with us, so she's pretty cool. Sit next, just, sit next to. Her? Nah, nah, she's up the front. They gave us our own, our own row, but um, and she didn't care about me. I mean, there's like who UFC is stars around. Like I'm. Did, who, who's the most? Who's the most popular? Yeah. Do you reckon when you were there? Like, but the people that are obviously Ty's popular, like, because he he's like he's, he's got like, a brand. Yeah, but he's also like very social and and like in terms of like popular with. I mean, the only people that are there are like the workers, like the work for the UFC, and he's mm. like mates with everyone. Obviously, everyone loves Whitaker as well. Um, like for the for the weigh-in, the the weird one was when Khabib had a really hard weight cut, and then he came in a bit late. There's like everyone was sort of just like waiting for the weigh-in and just like relax and talk, and there's a bit of noise. As soon as Khabib walked in, it was like the noise just got sucked out of the room. Like it just went dead silent. Everyone was just like, and that was like everyone, like really? even like. That's why, and I mean, they probably didn't even like consciously realize, but I, I was just sort of watching and seeing, like he definitely had an energy about him. Was it a um, bit surreal seeing him in real life? Yeah, it was weird. Your yeah. fangirl out a bit. I tried not to. Try to play it cool. <laughs> like Dana, like when we were just walking down the lobby, like Dana White was just walking out the way, and we just sort of like, I oh, shook his hand, just trying to try and play it cool. Yeah, you're a nice guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just said hey, and but you're with like, he's nice because like probably because of who you're with as well. So it's like you're, you're part of like a team there. 
So he's gonna. I don't know if he'd be if if I just saw him now, he probably wouldn't be like shaking my hand and cut. You know. But yeah, well, Ty got Ty's got his fight coming up. He's actually the third fight on the McGregor card. Yeah, so I think yeah. they've got him, and then uh, I can't remember who the fight underneath is. I think it's uh, Stephen Thompson versus someone else. And then they've got Ty. I can't. I forget. Might be Gilbert Burns. Stephen yeah, Thompson. Stephen Thompson, Gilbert Burns. That'll be fun. Ty's got his one coming up. I was um, really happy that Ty's got mm. a few wins because I thought there was a chance he was going to get cut after oh, he yeah. um, he lost a couple in a row. I know. I know. People say you lose like two or three in a row in the UFC. You you, you can be looking at the back door. Yeah. Mm. Was that the training camp you were in when there was talk yeah. about it? Did that yeah. did that affect him at all psychologically? Like, was it part of the motivation that like if I lose, I'm going to get cut? I think. Yeah, like it was all sort of, I think with him like there, because he's got like a brand and a personality and he's quite unique, they really want to keep him on. But there was definitely that, like he, he was on a three-fight losing streak. So obviously if he'd lost that one, it would be four. So you're aware, yeah, there was definitely that vibe and it was spoken about a little bit that like, like this is like, obviously every fight's a must win, but this is like a do or die, like you've got to win this fight. So that's like when... Like when he finished him at the end of the first round, like we just went, like we were just, like that was that was a good feeling because it's mm. it just knowing, like and even him warming up. I think normally he's like quite relaxed when he warms up for the fights, but there's a little, it felt like a little bit more tension this time. So yeah, when it when he won, and we've been preparing for like four months because it kept on getting pushed back the fight as well. So it was like a mat, like yeah, we were all pretty, we were mm. pumped up. It was good. Did you get to go on the beers at all? Uh, you don't drink. Do I don't. You? I don't drink, but he did straight away. Just. Dana took it because we were in uh, Saudi and I think COVID now Saudi where is it Abu Dhabi I think with um they're all like the sheiks there that had paid for the UFC to be there yeah and I think I think they're it's like a dry country I don't yeah know. I don't think they're allowed to drink allegedly yeah. dry yeah but that like in the I think obviously for tourism and stuff like that they they allow it but straight from the cage they didn't let them do the shoey in the cage but they took him to Dana's like private room which was just kitted out and just gave him a shoe. <laughs> got all the Nelt boys to spit in it, and then <laughs> it was really weird. And the we're just also sort of pretty like cool. Stare, I yeah. like them. Yeah, I like yeah. them too. Um, and uh, one more quick question. Just thought, just just thought of it. You know, you're you can kind of mirror Adesanya's style in helping Robbie Robbie train. How do you feel like you'd go out against Adesanya in a kickboxing match? Yeah, I mean, it, I've always I've wondered. Like, I feel I feel like I do well. Like, I back myself to always do well. I think, um, yeah, obviously he's heaps experienced. But my like my my aim is I'm going to be better than him. So mm, that'll be a that'll be a fun fight. I'd love to do that. I can see that happening down the line, like a like later on, like a big like trans Tasman mm. kickboxing fight or mm. yeah yeah hundred percent. That'd be that'd be fun as hell. Um, now we got a couple of fan questions from uh, Instagram. First of all, from uh, our friend Dia. She says, do you find Latina women hot? And the context of that comment is that she is a Latina. <laughs> I mean, I mean, most people most people do, I think, don't they? Latina. But I mean, it's, yeah. What are I you mean, sitting on the fence for, Charles? Well, it's hard because you don't... You In general, do you find Latina women attractive? I find, I find women of all races attractive. Mm. But they're also unattractive women from those races as well, you know, so... Mm. Mm. That's true. Mm. Is, uh, we, should had a, we should have some photos. You should, like, I've had some photos of Latina women and I could have been like, yeah, that one. I should have. All right, all right. Okay, here's... here's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a few. Uh, J-Lo, J... Okay, you, here's, who's the hottest Latina woman out of out of these options? You guys think of some as well. Is uh, are we <laughs> Latina, is that include Latinx? 
I don't know what that means. What's um, that? PC joke. PC joke. Don't worry about it. <laughs> cut it. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> internet cut it. It's internet joke. Uh, it's niche, boomer. Niche. Boomer. It's don't worry. Joke. Reddit meme. Don't worry. <laughs> niche Reddit memes. Um, okay. Jennifer Lopez. Who else is uh, Shakira? She is she. She's Brazilian. That's who I was thinking. Uh, of. She's <laughs> Brazilian. Ava Mendes. No. Eva Mendes. Oh yeah, I've seen her. Penelope before. Cruz. Penelope that the girl. Cruz. Going for all the older ones. Yeah. yeah. Who's the young? Who's young Latinas? Um, is that uh, do the, uh, Fiona? Who's it? Are those the D- D- Emilios? Emilios. Yeah. The TikTok. Are the TikTok? No, they're fully American, I think. <laughs> they're like. Yeah, but I'm talking about yeah. Latina. I'm not going to comment Latina on Latina build. Latina <laughs> <laughs> build. Yeah, you know that. You know Valerie Lureda, the MMA fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think she's attractive? Mm. She's got a big old wagon. Mm. Yeah. What's mm. your uh, What's your status these days? Single. Single. Yeah. As mm. per. As per. Yeah. Mm. Married to the game. That sitting on the fence <laughs> comment reminded me. I don't know if you saw this. I know Andy hates uh, Kendrick Perkins on ESPN, or at least used to hate him. But I've always been a big fan of him. And big anyway, party. he was on First Take. And Molly asked some silly question to Max and uh, Stephen A, and they both gave whatever answers. And he's like, Kendrick comes in, and he goes, "Hey, look, Molly, I'm not going to be like these two straddling the fence." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, Kendrick, quick shout out. I to feel Kendrick. like he's gotten better though. Like when he first started, do you? Why have you seen Kendrick? A little I bit? just see like little like comments that he's made. I feel like he's getting better. Like I feel I like when he first he's started, he's a walking hot take. He's what he <laughs> yeah, is. He's yeah, a walking hot. He does it for the clout. Mm. He's like Man, all he's this a walking up. hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> all, all he does is he talk, he's like he's like yeah I held that OKC team together. Like I was yeah. a recent Boston one. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah, And you know all his tweets from now on, when he like says some ridiculous take, like Trey Young's like the second best player in the NBA or something, <laughs> something of that type of nature. Yeah. He goes carry the hell on after <laughs> every tweet. <laughs> Yeah, because you... Well, I mean, for people at home, Charles used to play uh, basketball at school, same school we went at. You still follow a bit of basketball or not? Yeah, here and there, not as much as I did, but yeah. Mm. Very good, very was good. Was there a follow-up question? Yeah, I, was, was <laughs> I thought it was going to leave. Just the... Where were you going? Mate, look... Well, you what know, about other sports? You know, Do you watch Charlie's basketball? Charlie's training is fighting. <laughs> I'm training my hosting abilities. <laughs> Dude was working on it. We're on the grind. But yeah, we guy. didn't um, decide. So we had Ava Mendes. Um, Shakira. We'll chuck Shakira in. Shakira. J-Lo. Fiona's got the hottest Latina women. Oh, oh um, um, Mila Kunis. Uh, the modern family. What's her name? Oh, Sofia Vergara. She's all time. They're all... Because they don't age. I mean, it's probably the older generation, though, isn't it? Who do you reckon younger generation? With Valerie Loretta. Valerie Loretta. All right. You you let her, would you let her put you in a triangle choke? <laughs> <laughs> from triangle. bottom? Yeah, from bottom. Or top. <laughs> you don't screw that. triangle. Just one of these ones, just... <laughs> come in, the arm goes across. I actually mm. thought about this too much. <laughs> One more fan you question. You get snapped like a twig, my boy. <laughs> One more fan question from M. Strong. I think his name's Emmett. And, this uh, is Marty's, yeah. Marty's brother. Yeah. Marty's brother. Yeah, who's, who's also jacked. Who's also... He's, also he's like... He's bigger than mine. What are they like eating at that house? They're all vegan. They're vegan, dude. Are they vegan? Yeah. Quinoa extremists. <laughs> and he asked, what's your favourite vegan fact? Are you vegan these days? Uh, I have been for a while. Mm. I actually... I'd, I'd claim... They're vegan because of you, you my put them on. example. So you're vegan said. as well. Yeah. well. See, this is what I like. I like this might be the first vegan I've met who who doesn't have vegan in their bio, like our friend Emmett. 
Sorry, Emmett. <laughs> Emmett's getting roasted. He's only 16. Let him have it. I think he can also do... He can dunk all over the place, I think, Emmett. Yeah, yeah, maybe you need to get on a vegan diet so your 6'3 ass can <laughs> touch the rim. <laughs> touch the net. <laughs> um, vegan fact. Favourite vegan fact? Uh, Favourite vegan fact? Well, favourite vegan food, alternatively. I don't... Yeah, cool, something to win over the non-vegans. I got one that was I, allegations. One of our friends, Indian friend who's a vegan, says that it gives you unbelievable sex stamina. If you go vegan for a week, don't eat any meat, and then you... um. Do the horizontal monkey dance. It says it's night and day difference. See, the problem, the problem with that is that you could be a vegan but still be eating meat, so you wouldn't get any of the benefits. <laughs> How long have you been waiting to pop that one? Top of the In the last ten seconds. Um, yeah. Confirm okay, or deny, Charles. Uh, what defines stamina? What are we talking about? Talking, quite, quite, it was It's a world champion. It was quite, they were saying that you can, I think the term was F like a horse. I think that was exactly, exactly the phraseology used. That's disgraceful. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't attribute that to the vegan dogs, you know. I've been doing this for a minute. I've been doing this for a minute. Oh, all right. What would you say, Charles? Number one benefit or to win over the non-vegans? Well, what is your favourite vegan fact? Well, for, I guess my favourite one would be, and to win people over. Well, that I've I've been a, I've been a vegan for three years and I've been knocking people out. So. That's a pretty good fact. It's convincing. Mm. It's a convincing argument. That is a nice fact. Mm. Do you reckon, on average, vegans knock out more people than non-vegans? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to look at you have to look at the how many vegans there are and. Vegan do you reckon? Out. Do you reckon vegans, on average, get in more fights because they tend to annoy people with how much <laughs> they talk about being vegans? <laughs> they might get in more fights. <laughs> but you only know about the vegans that are talking about being vegan. You know. Are there any famous vegans? Charles Joyner, right? Charles Joyner. Charles Joyner. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there are. There's a there's people there's people going for it. Mm. I'm sure there's a a very good Instagram community of white vegan girls preaching uh, <laughs> preaching wellness <laughs> wellness and well being. I think that's some that fertile ground for some. Andy, why don't you go vegan for Andy? Doing all the strategy for yeah, Andy. Well, why do you think Emma's got it in his bio? Yeah, I'm sure the girls do like it. Mm. I'm sure the girls like it. Congrats, Emmett's Emmett's playing 4D chess out here. Um, mm. Emmett's got there's levels to his game. There is. There's, there's levels and layers, isn't there? Mm. All right, and uh, to <laughs> stop that dribbling, um, we're going to wrap up this first main segment of the podcast before we get to our bad mail of the week segment, which is only on Patreon. So, thank you much, very, thank you very much, <laughs> very boys and girls, uh, for sticking with us. Andy and Alex, the co-host. Yeah, so that's a little that's an invitation. Um, and we got Charles Joiner. Thanks very much. Um, where can people? Uh, where do people get you? You got your Instagram, and uh, we'll link that in the bio. Your YouTube channel. Yeah. When your podcast up, we'll throw that in as well. We'll share yeah. that around. That's pretty much it, really, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And uh, what about any? Uh, you have any obligations? Give a shout out to sponsors. Uh, I wouldn't say obligations, but uh, I've got. Where's the camera there? We've got got Combat that supported me with a good Aussie brand of supplements for 
the good thing about them is like their their research is all about not is coming on, up in the tests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's all, you know, it's all... All above board, It's all hey? above board. That's and they're, they're vegan. they got vegans. They don't, but they don't, they don't promote themselves as vegan. Like, they don't say they're like a vegan supplement, but it is all plant-based, which is, uh, which is good, which is the plus. Plant-based. That is yeah. a trendy term, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And uh, well. any last words to uh, Mickey Mouse staple <laughs> food? Well, as I said on, uh, I said last week, enjoy the next four weeks. So I say for this one, enjoy the next three weeks because mm. it's not going to be the same after that. Mm. Let's go! <laughs> All right, thanks very much. This is the Carnage House podcast. We'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>